This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. The person can attend a good Bible-centered, Bible-teaching church and still not know the Lord. There's got to come a time when the individual person comes face-to-face, so to speak, or direct contact with the Lord for him to come to know the Lord. A person can have a wonderful, godly mentor, someone to teach him who really knows the Lord, like Eli, and still not know the Lord. There's got to be a time, there must be a time for each person when it's this momentous time, as it is here with Samuel, and what happened in his life, when transformation takes place, all the difference in the world happens, crystallization, oh, now I understand, takes place when he comes to know the Lord. That's what's important here. Verse eight, verse eight, First Samuel three, verse eight, the Lord called Samuel again the third time. He arose and went to Eli and said, here am I, for thou didst call me. Eli perceived the Lord had called the child, Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go lie down, it shall be. If he call thee, thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. You can just appreciate the poor little guy, the little boy, he doesn't know the Lord. He needs someone to show him, to instruct him. The Ethiopian that was on the chariot was reading Isaiah 53. He had no idea what he was reading about until Philip came and said, do you understand what you're reading? He says, how can I accept some person guide me? How can Samuel know what is the going on here? I keep hearing my name, Samuel, Samuel. How can he understand until some person guide him? That be Eli. Eli comes and says, Samuel, this is, Samuel, this has never happened to you before. But now it's happening to you. God is calling you, Samuel. This is your time to come to know the Lord. Samuel, when you hear that voice, 
You don't come to me anymore. I'm out of the picture, Samuel. Now you turn to God and you pray to God. Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. Have you got it down, Samuel? Have you got it down? As Eli was teaching him. And so Samuel then, we, I just picture the little guy running back to bed with all the excitement. Oh, I got it down. I know what I'm going to say. It's God who's going to speak to me. I'm going to meet God tonight. And he runs back with eagerness. And the meeting happens again the third time. So now it's all different this time. I just love that part, the in-between part. After Eli has told him, Samuel, it's God. And here's what you say, Samuel. Speak, Lord, for thy servant here. Just that interim time before he gets back to his bed. Right in there, when you see him, the little childlike eagerness running, running, the little childlike eagerness, willing to be instructed and, ha- and taking the instruction to heart. The, the little childlike eagerness of believing, faith believing what Eli has said, even though he didn't see at this point yet. The little childlike eagerness of all this anticipation. God's going to speak to me. That's exciting. And that's what makes God so happy, is that childlike spirit. The Lord Jesus said in Matthew 18.3, Matthew 18.3, he said, Verily I say unto you, except you be converted and become as little children, you cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. Lord Jesus was saying, unless you, unless you adopt, unless you become childlike in eagerness, childlike in a willing to be instructed, childlike in, a, in faith, believing, childlike in an anticipation, a happy anticipation of having God speak it, if, unless you do that, you can't come in. You can't come to heaven. We can imagine God saying, bring back that childlike eagerness, willingness, belief, that anticipation, bring it back. Bring it back. You're too old. You've gotten too crusty. Bring it back. And so we see little Samuel as he climbs back into bed. He's all excited. He wants to hear God speak to him. And God doesn't leave that little boy disappointed. It's the third time, but God will be there 70 times, seven times. But he's there the third time in verse 10. The Lord came and stood and called us at other times. Samuel, Samuel. Samuel answers, speak for thy servant heareth. He's so thrilled beyond belief. He's so thrilled beyond belief that he missed a word. <laughs> he said to, Eli said, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. But Aunt Samuel, he's a little guy, he's so excited. He just says, speak for thy servant heareth. Oh, I'm supposed to say, Lord? Oh, well. <laughs> and so it's okay. The Lord didn't say, what's wrong with you? Why didn't you remember what Eli told you? No, the Lord said, that's fine. Oh, that's fine. He's overwhelmed. So he comes and it's so personal. You know, it's so personal for Samuel. Before the Lord had said, Samuel, and then he ran in. And then the second time he said, Samuel, and he ran in the second time. And that was the time when Eli said, Samuel, in essence, he was saying, Samuel, this is going to be your personal encounter with God. This is between, this is going to be a time Samuel, Samuel between God and Samuel, nobody else. Like the road to Jericho, there's room for just two. <laughs> just Jesus and me. 
right? This is going to be a time for just you and Samuel. But, but, but Eli, I, I, you, you've been my teacher. Can't you come too? No, I can't. You got to go back to bed, just you. So this time, just to emphasize it, God, when he calls Samuel, he doesn't just say Samuel. He says, Samuel, Samuel, just to emphasize, this is it, Samuel. This is the time between you and me, you and I together. We're going to have a wonderful life together, Samuel, and this is the beginning when you're going to come to know me. So he comes, and in essence, when he says, Samuel, Samuel, it was like the Lord saying, Samuel, I know you. I know all about you. I know you very well. I call you your name. I want you to know me very well, too. And so the Lord calls Israel by name. And it's very interesting when he calls out to Israel, similar to when he's calling to Samuel, in Isaiah 43.1, Isaiah 43.1, God addresses Israel by saying this, Now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, he that formed thee, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name, and thou art mine. The same is true for us. The great shepherd, the Lord Jesus, Jehovah Jesus, calls us by name, it says. He said that in John 10, 2. John 10, 2. He that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth. The sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name individually, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him. They know his voice. They know his voice. He calls us by name. He knows us, because he knows, like he knows Israel, because he created us. He knows us because he formed us. He knows us because he redeemed us on the cross. He knows us in all of this knowing us individually, personally, is reflected by calling by name, calling by name, as he did here with Samuel. So Samuel responds. He says, speak, for thy servant heareth. And that kind of becomes like a life motto for this little guy. For the rest of his life, he might as well have a medallion around his neck that said, speak, for thy servant heareth. Because this is the way Samuel is. Speak. For thy servant heareth, go anoint a man named Saul to be king over Israel. Yes, Lord. Speak, for thy servant heareth. Go replace Saul with King David. Yes, Lord. Speak, for thy servant heareth. Go tell Saul that the kingdom's going to be taken out of his hands. That becomes the motto of his life. It's a speak, if he wore that medallion around his neck, speak, for thy servant heareth. He could look at it. And he can say, this reflects my unconditional surrender to God. This reflects what true happiness is in my life. This expresses an enduring peace that I have from this surrender to God. This phrase tells me a solid security that I have in life because I've said to God, speak for thy servant heareth good as done. Speak it and it's good as done. That's what it means when he says that there. It's really the secret of eternal life because what the Lord said, what said in 1 John 2.17, 1 John 2.17, the world passes away. Are you upset about the election today? It's passing away. 
Are you troubled that, that your man's not going to, maybe not going to be in office on January 20th? The world's passing away, folks. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. That's what's lasting. Everyone wants to go to heaven. Who doesn't want to go to heaven? But not everyone is able to enter heaven because only a few know the secret of how to be able to enter heaven and is doing the will of God, as the Lord Jesus said in Matthew 7.21, Matthew 7.21, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Speak, for thy servant heareth. I will do your will, is what that is saying there. Speak, for thy servant heareth. It's a willingness, and that's what he had. It's a willingness, and that's what he had. Now, there is a picture, I've told you this before, of a person who chooses, for example, not to do that, because life is, other things in life are more exciting. I got people to meet. I got places to go. I don't have time for God. Okay. And kind of like I've told you this before, that famous uh, building climber who was scaling up the face of the building there in New York City, and uh, the building had uh, ornate ironwork as a little short piece in front of the windows, and so he would... He would lunge from one iron piece to the other iron piece and, and grab it and climb up there and grab it. And then all of a sudden, he took this big fall, fell down dead, and his hand was clutched. And when they pried open his hand, they found a dust-covered cobweb. The metal had deteriorated there in this one ornate metal piece there by the window. And instead, a spider had built a cobweb there and the dust of the city had covered it, and it looked like it was a piece of iron, but it wasn't. And can you just imagine the thrill and exhilaration that that climber had as he lunged forward and grabbed a new piece of iron as he made his way slowly up the building as people down below were in awe, and there was a great excitement in the air as he would lunge forward. Yep, I got it. I got a new piece of iron. Great. And he would lunge to the next one and lunge to the next one. And all of a sudden, he reached for this one, the fatal one, and he fell. And I didn't even know what happened. All he knew was that what had worked before with this last lunge didn't work, and it resulted in his death. Because it looked like it, but it wasn't. It's called the deceitfulnesses, deceitfulness of, for example, riches. It chokes it kills, and that's what happened. So much better to wear the medallion, speak, for thy servant heareth, rather than to be in life lunging and grabbing a hold of and actually having accomplishments, making money, getting relationships until that last lunge when it all lets him down and he fell to his death. Speak, for thy servant heareth. This medallion, speak for thy servant heareth, was not just unique to, to Samuel to wear this. Also, there's another one who could have worn this, the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul. Because when Paul met God in that momentous, not a night, but a day for him, that momentous time, just like Samuel had his momentous time, Paul had his momentous time on the road to Damascus in Acts chapter 9, Acts 9. 
as soon as he, he, he asks the question, Lord, who are you? He doesn't know. And the Lord says, I am Jesus, whom thou persecuteth. Who are you? This afternoon, I'm going to meet with some dear couple friend of mine, Orthodox rabbi and his wife. And the other night I was on the phone with his wife, and she was trying to describe the difference between me and her, you know, belief-wise. And she said, you, she said something I, think, I don't think I'll ever forget this. It was so astounding to me. She said to me, you believe in the embodiment of God, and we don't. You believe in the, per, I think she said personification, I think she said that word, the personification of God, and we don't. And when she said that, it astounded me with the wisdom of that statement. Yes, that's it. The, the embodiment of God, which they don't believe in, is John 1, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Who is the embodiment of God? Jesus Christ. You believe in the personif personification of God, and we don't. Who is, the person of, who is the person of God? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. So when Paul met the embodiment of God, Jesus Christ, when Paul met the personification of God, Jesus Christ, when he said, who art thou, Lord? He said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. The very next statement, that was in Acts 9.5, the very next statement in Acts 9.6 shows what Paul said. Acts 9.6, he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said, go into the city and it'll be told you. Now, he says, what will thou have me to do? That's why I'm saying, Paul could wear that medallion. Speak, for thy servant heareth, because that's what he did. Whatever you tell me to do, Paul was saying, I will do it. And it was so interesting that the Lord told Paul, he, said, he just said, go into the city, it'll be told you <laughs> what you're gonna do. I don't like that, I wanna know. Tell me what's gonna happen in my life, Lord. Tell me what each step's gonna be like. And the Lord said, no, you'll find out step by step. And that's what he did. He didn't lay out the whole thing. But he said, God said, in Hosea 6.3, Hosea 6.3, actually, this is Israel speaking. Hosea 6.3 is Israel speaking. Then shall we know if we follow on to know the Lord. And as the Lord said it himself in John 7, 17, John 7, 17, if any man will do his will, he will know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. Speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. It all opens up for Samuel. His whole life opens up when he just, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. Speak, thy servant heareth. It all opens up when we wear that medallion, speak, thy servant heareth, and constantly are reminded of that, and reminded of that. Why? Because faith, those are the words of faith. That's what faith says. Faith says, speak, for thy servant heareth. Faith says, I delight to do your will. Just show me what it is. Step by step is fine, just show me. 
Faith says, Matthew 6.31, Matthew 6.31, take no thought, as he said, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things are the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore, take no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought of its things of itself, sufficient unto the day is evil thereof. He's saying, in, that, in essence, he's saying, wear the medallion, speak, thy servant heareth, and it all will open up for you. All will open up for you. And that's where the word care is so important here, care. I'm not gonna care about the future Lord, because just speak now what I need to do now for thy servant heareth, because I know you care, 1 Peter 5, 7, 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Care is the chokehold that chokes out faith. Care is the Matthew 13, 22 choke. He also that received seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. Too much care, too much care, too much care and too little speak for thy servant heareth. Just think of the, the Israelites when they came to that edge of that Red Sea there and they were, they, they were full of care. They were full of care. And Moses had to say to them in Exodus 14, Exodus 14, 13, Moses said unto the people, fear ye not, stand still, see the salvation of God, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, and you shall see them again no more ever, the Lord will fight for you, you shall hold your peace. And none of the, none of the children of Israel, I don't even think Moses had any idea, a sea splitting apart? to make dry ground that we walk across in the Gulf of Aqaba there, that deep water just holding up. We're gonna walk between walls of water, eh? And it's gonna be not dry ground. No one had a clue. But Moses says, you don't need the clue. All you need is just say, speak, for thy servant heareth. And the words came, walk, go forward. And, and as they did, they walked on dry ground. And then when it was all finished, they saw dead bodies of the Egyptians washing up on the shore as the little shore, as the shore there lapped, a body came up on the coast and they had to look at that. Those Israelites had to look at that and say, how foolish we were. How foolish we were to worry. How foolish we were to be so full of care. We should have worn the, the medallion. Speak, thy servant heareth. So what we've seen today from the statement of this little child, Samuel, speak, for thy servant heareth, is a statement of eagerness to seek God's will, of a delight to do God's will, of a self-denial to not get in the way of God's will, of an unconditional surrender to be ready for God's will. The statement, speak, thy servant heareth, is a statement of complete trust in God. Speak for thy servant heareth. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for how you worked so patiently with Samuel. And thank you for recording for us the life of a, a little boy to lead us in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher Tom Cantor here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. That's P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. For more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.